The Bible Story Podcast, New Testament. Story 32, The Soldier's Story. I saw it all. You see, I was in the Roman army at the time and I lived in Jerusalem. We'd heard about Jesus and many of us had seen him. He didn't look anything special, but they kept telling us about the miracles he'd done and the things he'd said about God. We thought everyone loved Jesus, but we were wrong. In the middle of the night, we got orders to go and arrest Jesus, and one of his followers, a man named Judas, took us to him in some kind of garden in the middle of nowhere so we could arrest him. Why he needed arresting, I'll never know. It's not as if he ever did anything wrong. Still, orders is orders, so me and me men went with Judas and some of the Jewish guards to this garden, and there was Jesus. Judas was scum. He led us right to Jesus, his own friend, someone he'd followed and lived with for three years, and then shows us in the darkness exactly who he was by giving him a welcoming kiss, the kiss of a friend, becoming the kiss of betrayal. Well, at that point we arrested Jesus and took him to the Jewish leaders who hate him. We went back to our barracks for some sleep, but apparently when he gets to the Jewish leaders, they accuse him of all kinds of rubbish, and no one can agree with what anyone else says. It's a shambles. And then the high priest asks Jesus if he's the son of God. And Jesus says, yeah, he is. This makes the leaders go potty and they demand his death. Mind you, I reckon they'd already decided they wanted him dead before they even asked that question. And anyway, what worried me a little was, what if Jesus was telling the truth? What if he really was the son of God? Anyway, then we hear that Jesus was kind of beaten up by the Jewish leaders and taken to our boss, Pilate. And Pilate starts to question Jesus about all the false things that the Jewish leaders have said about him. Pilate's not stupid. He knows that they're jealous of Jesus and want him out of the way so they can keep their own privileged positions. Then he asks Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answers that one and says that his kingdom is not of this world. And Pilate gets a little worried about that answer. And as Jesus hasn't shown any signs of being either dangerous or guilty of anything, Pilate starts to think, I better let him go. Now, it was the time of a special feast in Jerusalem called Passover, when each year Pilate lets one of the prisoners, who we've worked really hard to catch, go free. So we're none too happy about this idea, but apparently it keeps the Jews happy. Anyway, Pilate doesn't want to execute Jesus, So he goes before a huge crowd and tries to make them agree to let Jesus go. But they refused. I think the Jewish leaders were down in the crowd telling the people to shout against Jesus. And then the people demand that someone else, a murderer no less called Barabbas, be set free. It made no sense to me. So Barabbas, the murdering scum that he is, gets released and Pilate starts to ask the crowd what he should do with Jesus. At first, he suggests that he has him whipped and set free. But as I watch, I see those religious leaders out in the crowd shouting as loud as they can for Jesus to be crucified. Crucified? He's innocent, and they want to kill him with one of the nastiest deaths that's ever been thought of. Pilate didn't like the idea of that, you could tell. But when the Jewish leaders started to say that they'd tell the Roman emperor that Pilate wouldn't execute a rival king because Jesus had claimed to be the king of the Jews and Rome considered anyone who claimed to be a king to be an enemy of the emperor. Pilate had no choice. It was more than his job was worth to say no. So he handed Jesus over to us 
to crucify him. But all the time I was wondering, if he really is the son of God, then why is he going through all this? Why doesn't he just walk away or call down loads of angels or do something? Why is he letting them treat him like this? And after a while I think, well, maybe he isn't the son of God after all, because surely God wouldn't let all this happen to his own son, would he? Anyway, first thing we did so that the whole crowd could see was whip him. And as it was Pilate's orders, we whipped him good and proper. Still nothing. Still no calling down of angels to help. Not even after we turned his back to jelly. So then we took him away to our barracks. We like to have a little uh, fun with the condemned. Remind them who's boss, so to speak. Now, one of my soldiers had an old purple cloak. The kind of thing only really important people use. And he came up with a wicked idea. Jesus was supposed to be some kind of king or something, right? So he wrapped him up in a purple cloak, while a couple of me men rushed outside to get some branches from a thorn bush and twist them together to make a kind of crown, which we rammed on his head and laughed as the blood flowed down his face. Then someone else gets him a stick to hold so that he looks kind of like a king with his royal robe, crown and scepter. Then the lads laid into him with howls of laughter. We knelt before the king of the Jews and then grabbed the stick and whacked him round the head with it. It was a laugh. And boy, did we give him a good beating. We beat him until we were bored. And still, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, surely he can't be the son of God. Because as we beat him up, if he was a son of God, he could have called down angels or struck us dead or something. And yet he just took it, like I'd never seen before. Anyway, as I said, after a while we got bored of it all and took him off to be crucified. He was real weak by now. I guess he'd already lost a lot of blood. And as we put the cross on him to carry up the hill to be crucified, he stumbled and fell over. It was all too much. Funny, really. I think maybe that this would have been the time to call it a day. He'd proved his point. He could take it. He was special. We could all see that. So why didn't he end it now? One of my lads got a bloke who just arrived in town and made him carry the cross for Jesus. We certainly weren't going to carry it. Not for him. Not for anyone. Crosses are for scum. The only time we touch him is when we nail villains to him. And so Jesus carried on up the hill, along with another couple of scumbags we were going to crucify with him. When we got to the top of the hill, we made the bloke carrying the cross, put it on the ground, and then laid Jesus on it and ran the nails through his hands and his feet so that he wasn't going anywhere. Then we stood the cross up and let it drop into a hole in the ground. We did the same with the other two criminals, and then we waited. It takes a long time to die when you're crucified. Some of the others started to divide up Jesus' clothes and when they got to the undergarment it was an all-in-one job and they didn't want to rip it up. It was too nice for that. So they cast lots to see who'd get it. Well, at least one of them was happy. All of this happened early in the morning and the people and the religious leaders came to gloat over the death of their enemy. They kept shouting at Jesus again and again telling him to come down from the cross to prove he was the Son of God. Yet he stayed there. Surely if he was the Son of God he'd have come down. Surely. Then one of the criminals started having a go at Jesus as well. Why couldn't they just leave him alone? But before I could say anything, the other criminal told the first one to shut up. He said something like, we deserve to die because we've done bad things. But Jesus, he's not done anything wrong. He's innocent. And then he looks across at Jesus and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. It sent chills down my spine. And then Jesus said to him, Today, you will be with me in paradise. A funny thing happened then. 
Not funny ha-ha, but, but funny strange. At about noon, just as we were beginning to think about our lunch, it went dark, as if the sun had just stopped shining. We carried on anyway, got some torches and kept watch. But there was a lot less noise, less people passing through or saying anything. I began to feel really uncomfortable because somehow I knew what Jesus had told that criminal about paradise and all that. It was true. It stayed dark till about three in the afternoon and then all of a sudden Jesus shouts out in a really loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It chokes me up just to remember the pain in his voice. It was enough to break your heart. And then he shouts again, It is finished. And he died. Just like that. But as he died, there was an earthquake and the rocks split open and I found out later that a really important curtain in the Jewish temple, the curtain that's supposed to keep the people separated from God, was torn in two from top to bottom. And as I saw all this, at last I knew it really was true and so I said it because I didn't care who heard. Truly, this was the Son of God. This story is based on the crucifixion accounts in the Bible. Thank you for listening to the Bible Story Podcast, a Tale to Tell media production. If you've enjoyed this story, why not tell your family and friends? And if you leave a review on your podcast host, that'll help others find the Bible stories. In the meantime, feel free to visit the website, thebiblestorypodcast.com, where you can find a complete list of all the stories we've done and let us know what you think.